Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fans, Steve Sparky Fiverr with you. Montemago Jr., Tim Shea, other side of the glass. He's a busy, busy guy. Busy guy. He's over there trying to cut Brewers highlights for Tim Allen to play back. And what's going to be a very, very highlight-heavy Gene Wagner plumbing baseball postgame show presented to you uh, by our friends over at Jim Danny's on South 27th Street. Great steak. Great steak. Tomahawk steaks, the whole deal over there at Jim Dandy's. Uh, great fish fry. Man, just all that food is so good. Check them out. Jim Dandy's on South 27th Street. Okay, so I am curious about something. Um, and I I don't want to do the topic now necessarily because we are going to do a different topic. And Tim Shea went through the hard work of putting out the tweet and the whole deal. Um, but something that, that Leroy and Gary brought up to me there at the end of the show kind of has me. Wondering, like, Yelich is going right. So today, a homer and a double RBI double, and he's he's playing well. I I wonder how many Brewers fans are really giving him credit for what he's done in the Cubs series, uh, and now here uh, in the Red series a little bit as far as how well he's done. Last night he was on base what three times I think something like that last night. Uh, today, he's been on base a couple of times already, um, showing some power uh, to go along with it. I-, I wonder if Brewer fans are, okay, you know, we're good with Yelich, here we go. Or if Brewer fans are saying what I kind of said jokingly uh, to Gary and Leroy, which is, ah, playing the Cubs and the Reds. He's done great against two horrible teams. Congratulations. See, I think when we talk about different sports, it's could mean different things, right? So sometimes you hear people say, well, if you're on a bad NBA team and somebody scores a lot of points, like this this was the knock on Kevin Love, I remember, for years. So Kevin Love is on the T-Wolves, putting up big numbers. Then Kevin Love gets traded to the T-Wolves because LeBron didn't want a rookie in, in Andrew Wiggins. And everybody said, yeah, well, now we'll see how good he is. Anybody can put up a lot of points on a garbage team. So it's not that big of a deal. So in that instance, they hold it against the player 
for everything he's done because he's on a bad team but they don't want to give him credit because he's on a bad team. Then there is the instance of what we have right here, which is in Major League Baseball, where you go into a series and it's against the Pirates or the Reds or the Cubs or whatever, and it's, well, you know, you can't talk about wanting to or expecting a sweep necessarily at this point, right? We're not going to talk about that because, you know, it's a long season. Bad teams are going to be good teams. Uh, Let's not go in and be mad if they don't get a sweep, so forth. But when a player goes off and does well against a couple of bad teams, like Christian Yelich has, as a fan of that player, like we are of Christian Yelich, is it a pat on the butt after two years of waiting for this and saying, good job, Christian, you're the guy, you finally turned it around, let's go? Or is it fold your arms and go, we'll see? Like, not wanting to buy in, not wanting to believe that Christian Yelich is that guy because of who they played. And again, we're going against the Brewers game, so to do this topic right now would be uh, probably pretty dumb. Uh, But that's just something that kind of popped in my head. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow on the big show and ask that question tomorrow on the big show. Which way do you lean on that bottom mango? Do you lean towards Yelich is fixed, he's good to go, we've seen enough here the last two series, or are you on the side of, yeah, they're two crappy teams. Let's see what he does against, say, the Braves. Yeah, I've, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. I, 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 I'm okay with what he's doing right now. But, well, I'm okay with what he's doing. But, We're all okay. But let's just see what he does this weekend against the Braves. Against right. A little better So you're, you're, you're more on the side of let's wait and see what he does against the Braves yeah. before we overreact. Yeah. Now, yeah. if he gets through that Braves series with a couple of home runs and has some RBIs and, and, and continues to go and mash, then I think – more and more people are going to say, okay. He, okay, he's, he's, he might be back. Looks like he figured it out. Or, Looks like we're back. Yeah, yep. And as I've said before, say it again, if he's back, they're going to be very tough to beat if they're mm-hmm. healthy. But with this pitching staff and the way Roddy Tellus is hitting and McCutcheon is hitting and Willie Adamas is going now, I mean, he, and now you get Luis Urias back with the leadoff homer, you are really going to be a tough, tough nugget to deal with here. And then if you add another bat to this lineup, then again, I, 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 I don't think World Series talk is crazy. I really don't. I, I don't. I, I don't think it's out of line at all. The only reason why you know a lot of these baseball writers look at the Brewers and maybe they don't put them in that World Series conversation is because they don't know about their hitting, and that's the big question mark at the end of the day. And if this hitting is real, and again they're playing the Reds and the Cubs, but if this is real then it's going to be tough. And the other part about this, too, that makes it even more difficult to kind of get a read on the Brewers is is they're at home doing this against the Red and the Cubs. This isn't even on the road. Now, the ball travels great in Cincinnati, don't get me wrong. But this is they're at home, uh, you know, putting on 18 runs yesterday and eight runs uh, today with several home runs already, and we're only in the top of the fourth right now. I mean, this game has been going for, what, an hour and a half? Uh, and we're in the top of the four, so this game's going to go uh, quite a bit longer than probably what it should be based on the amount of runs scored. But when they go on the road now to Atlanta this weekend, I think that's going to be probably another measuring stick type series where you see what these bats look like. Let's see what Yelich and Adamas and Rowdy Tellez and Urias and these guys, let's see what they do uh, against the Braves, who a lot of teams coming into the year thought, we're going to be a team that would compete um, at the highest level in the National League. 
And we'll see if that actually comes to fruition or not by by the end of the year or not. The the Brewers doing their job. Everybody knew this division was going to stink. It has stunk, and they've done what they're supposed to do. So now the question is, can they compete with the best, right? When they get the Padres later in May, will they be able to, you know, go toe-to-toe with the Padres? Uh, when they deal with the Dodgers, when they deal with, the, you know, the Cardinals, I don't know if they're in that category. When you get the Mets, who are playing really well, you know, are you going to be able to hang in there with those teams with your bats? I think that is um, something that to be talked about. Okay. That's all I got in my little Brewers dialogue there, I guess. And that kind of just came across my mind as Gary and Leroy were kind of chirping with me about Yelich at the end of the show. So today on Twitter, I saw, and now again, every day on Twitter is a national day of something, right? Are we at this point now where every day is the national day of whatever? In fact, if you go into the uh, search engine for Twitter, I'm going to do it right now, and you type in national, um, national, boom. And you have um, only one today, just one national day it appears. Oh, no, two. I think today's National Pet Day. That might be one of them. But the other one that I came across earlier today is National Day of Prayer. Today is the National Day of Prayer. And I thought something fun to do uh, on this show that's not too serious and, and something fun that we can do here on Midday Madness. What would be your sports prayer today? would be your, you know, get down on your knees, fold your hands, and pray to God that this happens? What What is your national, what is your sports prayer to be? Now, I, I, I'm pretty sure I have several. Um, but what is your thing that you would willingly just get down on your knees, fold your hands, and pray to God that this happens, right? I mean, again, not everybody believes in God to all of this. So if you don't believe in God, just... Just come with me on this one and let's have some fun. What would be that one thing you'd pray for to happen at this point, where we sit right now? We got pretty good sports fans. We got pretty good, right? We've talked about this. Packers, yes, they're not winning Super Bowls, but they're in the playoffs every year, 12, 13 wins every year, Hall of Fame quarterback the last 30 years. Packer fans, even though it's frustrating, living a pretty good life as a fan base. Then you look at Brewers and how long and well they've been now since between Melvin and David Stearns, four years in a row in the postseason, knocking on the door maybe of a possible World Series here the next couple of years. One of the best front offices in baseball, one of the best managers in baseball. So you're blessed there. Uh, the Bucks, MVP, best player in the league. And Giannis, NBA champions, defending NBA champions, multiple MVP uh, in Giannis. Two other uh, all-star type players in Middleton and Drew Holiday. A beautiful, gorgeous stadium. Beautiful deer district uh, that the owner of the Bucks ha- helped to put uh, together as well. Again, Title Town District up by Lambeau. Another beautiful area. They announced today Jason Derulo doing a free concert coming up later this summer uh, up in Green Bay. A free concert, I said. Free. In the Lambeau Field parking lot. He's doing a free concert. Can't even make this stuff up. So that's good, right? So you got the Packers, you got the Brewers, you got the Bucks, all doing well. Badgers, yeah, I get frustrated by the Badgers, as I'm sure some of you do, but they're a perennial top 25 program, basketball or football, every year, top 25. And now Marquette, after having suffered through the Wojo years, uh, now it looks like they're getting back on track here uh, with Shaka Smart uh, based on making the tournament this year. So we'll see how that goes. So for the most part, pretty blessed. But 
We always want something. I don't care how much money you have or don't have. I don't care what kind of car you have or don't drive or don't have. I don't care what your lifestyle is. The way life works is we always want something more than what we have. Right? I would have to think 99% of people are never satisfied. 99% of people are always looking for the next big thing, the next thing that they want to accomplish or the next thing that they want to do or the next thing that they want to buy or whatever the case may be. So I'm give you your opportunity. Sports prayers. What would be your sports prayer today? Bonamago, I'm sure, already has several in his brain that he has. And we'll get to his. I'll tell you what mine is coming up next. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Playoff hockey coming up Friday and Saturday. Get your tickets today starting at $8. Start at $8 only. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for that. Dial it up. What's your sports prayer? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 a.m. The Fan. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 a.m. The Fan Live. From the Lakeland University Studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. That's lakeland.edu slash get started. Steve Sparky Fiverr with you. Bonamago Jr., other side of the glass, just doing something fun uh, today on the mat. It's asking you, what's your sports prayer, right? It's National Prayer Day. So what would be your sports prayer that you would be wanting answered here. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan. Jeremy did just that. That's easy. A Brewers World Series victory. Yeah, you know, I uh, I think that would be my first one. I have several because I am always wanting something more than what, than what I got. Uh, so for me, yeah. Brewers World Series victory would probably be my number one sports prayer uh, at this point. That would be that would be what I would probably be looking for. But I have others uh, for sure. Let's go to Mike in West Dallas. You're up first on Sparky's Midday Madness. Mike, what would be your sports prayer uh, as far as a sports fan goes? Well, there's a lot of them to go around, but I pray for Jarvis Landry to the Packers, and here's why. Ooh. You know, when you, when you look at, the, you know, the Bucks, the Rams, the Cowboys, the 49ers, right now the only person that scares me, if I'm them, is Christian Watson. You need more than one weapon in the playoffs. Yeah, they'll get, they'll get 12, 13 wins in the regular season, but in the playoffs against tough defenses, you need more than one weapon at wide receiver or tight end. So that is my prayer. Let me ask you this, Sparky. Sure. If the Packers had T. Higgins opposite Devontae Adams, in that game against the 49ers, do you think they win that football game and score more than 10 points? It all depends if the quarterback trusts T. Higgins or not. I mean, yeah, Alan Lazard was wide open, and he didn't throw the ball to him. He forced that, it to Devontae Adams. That is true. I mean, you know, is so true. it all depends if he trusts him. And see, to me, that's, that is the one area where I'm concerned a little bit here. Because he's going to have to trust these rookie receivers unless they bring in another veteran, right? So if he doesn't have to play with Christian Watson, if he doesn't have to play with Romeo Dubs, if he doesn't have to play with them and he gets, you know, say it's Jarvis Landry, if he gets Sammy Watkins, Jarvis Landry, and Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, those four guys are who he's playing with, I think then you have a pretty good chance that this will be okay. But if the wide receivers are going to be Watson, Dubs, 
and Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard, and they cut Sammy Watkins because they can cut him and really not cost themselves anything if it doesn't work out. If it ends up being those two rookies and those two vets, I think you're going to be in a lot of trouble because now you're talking about him having to trust his receivers, running the right routes, not dropping balls, and that type of deal. And I, I think in his world, he'd rather play with a bunch of vets than play with a couple of rookies. That that's that may be true, but the big difference that you're not considering here is when the Packers drafted, you know, uh, Jordy Nelson, uh, Devonte Adams, Randall Cobb. They already had an established exactly. number one Correct. and number two wide receiver. Exactly. You know, if if they didn't have that, I guarantee you that a guy like you know Jordy or Devonte or Randall Cobb, they probably would have had better numbers their mm-hmm. first year because he had nobody else. But to throw Mike, the ball to. Mike, that but see that's see okay. You're looking at it to spin it to your your side of the argument, and well, I understand yeah. that. And I, and I and many others look at it and say that's the reason why this is a big negative because he never got forced into having to play with these young guys right away and build their trust and confidence. He always could put them on the back burner until they were able to cook, as Leroy would say, and then take them out of the oven when he thought that they were ready. Now he may not get that. Now he may have to play with receivers making rookie mistakes that may increase his interception numbers, that may end drives because they run the wrong route or they drop a ball because they're trying to figure out the game. That that And then how he reacts to that – is also going to be another thing. You know, is he throwing his hands up in the air and rolling his eyes and, and creating all this drama on the field? And then how do those work rookie wide receivers handle his reactions to them making a mistake? That that's what that's what the problem is. That's why when you say Jarvis Landry, I would think Aaron Rodgers would agree with you. Be like, yeah, that might be his sports prayer too. Thanks for the call. Because I think from that perspective, I think he would rather probably play with a veteran wide receiver than playing with rookie wide receivers. So his sports prayer is Jarvis Landry. Jeremy's sports prayer on Twitter, tweeting at 1250 AM, the fan is a Brewers world series victory. What is your sports prayer here on national prayer day? Nice and simple. You don't have to think all that much. You can have good conversation like we just did. Tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan or dial it up 414-799-1250. Our guy, Bonamago Jr., Tim Shea, other side of the glass. What is it for you, Tim Shea? Okay, so obviously the Brewers winning a World Series. That's I think it, that's one. one for most of us. Uh, another one that I would love to see, being a Badgers season ticket holder, I would love to see the Badgers win a football national championship. We're talking about miracles now. I mean, I, yeah, there's a prayer. Or, or there's maybe a just get in the playoff. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think that would be something, too, as far as sports players go. And I'll tell you something. I think – that the Badgers winning a championship in football would be more impressive than the Brewers winning a World Series. Yeah? More impressive. Not saying it would mean more, mm-hmm. but it would be more impressive. Because while the Brewers have a lot of obstacles to overcome because of salary constraints and so forth, they have a farm system that allows them to develop their guys uh, that they get to draft and go with. In college football... Your farm system is essentially the ability to redshirt somebody. That's kind of how you have a farm system in college football. The problem, though, is it's not a draft. These kids get to pick wherever they want to go. If the Badgers were in a draft every year where guard, not guard, um, Chris was able to draft from the best available players and there was a draft instead of a wide-open situation where, hey, go pick wherever you want. And now all of a sudden the Nick Sabans of the world 
doesn't get everybody. And right? you're dealing with NIL too now. Well, so. that's too right. But that's what I'm saying. If it yeah. was, if there was a draft for college, then okay, now it's an even playing field. Now I think Chris has every good a chance of winning a championship as everybody else does. But the way it is, it's a bigger obstacle to overcome than even payrolls in baseball. I think. That's why I think if they were ever to win a national championship game, I think it'd be more impressive than anything a pro sports team could do in this state. Anything at all. Because just everything would have you would have to more than likely, you would have to have three, four, five three-star players that would have to end up being at an NFL level, right? And shock the world and just be unbelievable. Like JJ Watt. You would need like five of those guys, four or five of those guys, all on the same team. A couple of Russell Wilsons. You'd have to stay healthy, yep. right? A couple yep. of transfers that come in yep. at the end and have it all go your way. Yeah, I don't. I think that to me, that's that's the more impressive thing than anything. Do you see else. them winning one no. in the next thirty years? No. Okay. No. Not unless the landscape gets changed, and we can get into that too. Uh, Gene Smith, the uh, athletic director of Ohio State, had. Uh, some interesting comments the other day. It's been on the Big Show rundown for two days in a row because I wanted to talk to Gary and Leroy about it. And we never got to it, so maybe we'll we'll have that conversation in the next segment. He, Mike or Gene Smith wants to change college football, like completely. He, not only does he want to change college football, he wants to separate college football from the rest of the NCAA. So, like, he wants to completely step away from everything the NCAA does and doesn't essentially want to be uh, under the same guidelines as the other sports. Mike, the painter, you're next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's up, Mike? Hey, good afternoon. My prayer would be another Super Bowl under Aaron Rodgers. I need one. I need another one. You need two. I need two. Well, I'll tell you this. If that happens, um, then I think everything is a lot more peaceful when this thing ends with Rodgers. If he walks yeah. away, they've got two, he's got two rings. They win one here in the last three years, and then whatever happens after that, whoever the quarterback is, whoever whatever it is, I think people's patience will be um, a lot more forgiving, I guess, of this organization if they win another one. If he goes and loses a couple more conference championship games, I, I, I again, I just think the opinion of Rodgers amongst Packer fans will be completely different than if he wins one. If he if he shows up for all the voluntary uh, workouts this uh, coming season, uh, a lot of people will take a different view at him. If he comes in and works out with these rookies, I think everybody will take a different look at him. Well, that's the other thing, too. Thanks for the call. So we talk about if he shows up and how he's going to be treated. So let's say he doesn't show up at the rookie camp. Right. Let's say, and I don't know if he's in Green Bay or not, but let's say he's not in Green Bay. He's not at the rookie camp tomorrow. He's not at the rookie camp on Saturday. I don't think personally that Christian Watson is going to think less of Aaron Rodgers because he didn't go to the rookie camp. I don't think Romeo Dubs is going to think less of Christian Watson because he didn't go to the rookie camp. I don't think Danny Davis, the guy, the Badger wide receiver they set, they signed, I don't think he's going to think less of Aaron Rodgers because he didn't go to the rookie camp. I don't think any of those dudes are going to think less of Aaron Rodgers one way or the other if he doesn't show up till training camp. Because at the end of the day, each and every one of those kids that were just drafted know he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. They know he's probably the best quarterback in the National Football League more years than not over the last, you know, three years. 
They also know that the man has won a Super Bowl. We all like to forget this, but the man has won a Super Bowl. The man has been in the mountaintop and conquered it. The man also does not throw a lot of interceptions and throws a lot of touchdowns. The man's completion percentage is always pretty good as well. I don't think it matters to the players as much as it matters to us in the media and to us fans, right? I think it matters more to us than them, maybe. My only concern about all of this is just building the chemistry. That's all. And, you know, if he's not going to go to the rookie camp, fine. If he's not going to go to the OTAs other than the mandatory one in June, fine. If he believes that he can show up at training camp and get the chemistry he needs with this quarterback, fine. But, and this is a big old B-U-T that I'm talking about right here. Big old B-U-T. If I hear in week three or week four from this dude of, well, you know, we're still trying to build our chemistry. We're still trying to get on the same page. You know, those things are going to happen. If I hear that crap in week three, week four, then I'm going to go off. Then I mark it down. Sparky's head will explode. Because you have all of these months to get together, work together, and do all the extra stuff that needs to be done in order to get you as close to being on the same page as possible when you get to week one. If you as an individual choose your personal life and your offseason and your entertainment to do instead of getting together with your wide receivers because you believe you don't need all that time. You're Aaron Rodgers. I don't need all that. They'll be fine. I'll, I got them. Okay. But I don't want to hear it as an excuse later then. Now, if you go through all this extra work and you go and you all work out together in California uh, or you all work out together in Green Bay separate from the rest of the guys and get all this extra time in and that happens, all right, fine. At least I know you all put, you put the effort in. You go to the OTAs. You're working with the young wide receivers. You do a little extra session in California before training camp. Try and get on the same page. Maybe you'll work a little extra in training camp with these guys trying to get on the same page. That's the other thing too. And... Jordan Love would not be happy. But I'll tell you this. Come training camp, 12 and those receivers are working. Jordan Love, sorry, dude. You aren't the future plans anyhow. You're gonna Your snaps are already limited. Now they're really going to be limited. Kurt Banker, just you're going to be on the, I don't know, third string or whatever. You're not getting any reps with the ones at all. Jordan Love, you'll get a couple. But I need 12 to get all the reps with all these, uh, all these wide receivers. He's got no chemistry with Sammy Watkins. He's got no chemistry with Christian Watson. He's got no chemistry with Romeo Dubs. And then, I haven't even got the tight end yet, you have no Robert Tunney to start the year. So now you got to make sure DeGuara knows the playbook so we don't have that fiasco like last year. So make sure DeGuara's on the same page. And then obviously you're running back, so you don't got to worry about that. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a, a lot to consider and talk about when we start talking about this Packers team and what it's going to look like with these rookie wide receivers, Potomago. I think I heard that he is going to come for a couple days in May. So that was from Pat McAfee's show. Pat McAfee's yeah. show, he said... Very, and, he slid it in there. But that's all he said. Yeah. He didn't say what he was coming a for. A couple days. He didn't say if he was coming for the OTAs. He didn't say if he was coming to do something for a charity or something. I mean, coming in May... Okay, so you're coming in May for a couple days. Could be for a charity event. 
he's a very charitable guy. He does a lot of charity stuff. So maybe he's coming for a charity maybe event a for a couple game. days. Uh, maybe a Bucks playoff game, right? Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe we'll see him Saturday. Maybe, maybe, maybe Bonamago Jr. He'll be at the rookie camp, mm-hmm. and then rookie camp's done. Comes to the game Saturday night, and then flies back Sunday. Or maybe. I'm getting my hopes up. Maybe <laughs> he's at rookie camp Friday, Saturday, brings a couple of the rookie wide receivers with him, right? He brings Watson and Dubs and Danny Davis with him to the game so they can bond a little bit more. And then they go work out one more time on Sunday with just the rest of them. They go Monday, they do their thing. Rodgers catches the game Monday and then flies back Tuesday. Keep an eye out. Now, again, all wishful thinking. That's beyond a sports prayer probably at this moment in time. But that, to me, that would put a smile on my face. If that dude shows up with his two rookie wide receivers, Dubs and Watson from the draft, by his side and takes him to the game and they hang out, they whatever, and he, we find out he's up there working with them at rookie camp, man, please. Standing ovation, golf clap, whatever you want to call it. I will give it to 12. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, if he gets all that, no question about it. Back after this, Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome back, Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fancy Sparky Fiverr with you. Bonamago Jr., Tim Shea, other side of the glass. That Brewers game, starting it closer. It looked like it was going to be a Brewers route. They put up three runs in the first, the Reds. Brewers answered with eight after that, several home runs. Urias with a home run, Yelich with a home run, Tyrone Taylor with a home run, Kesson Hero with a home run, uh, and that got to eight runs. Uh, and now all of a sudden it's 8-5 Brewers. Uh, in the bottom of the fifth inning. Once they got Hunter Green out, uh, the starting pitcher for the Reds, uh, the rookie, uh, then the bleeding has stopped and for the Reds. And pitcher was supposed to be really good. Like, well, yeah, he but throws it, this 100, 102, yeah. somewhere in that area. The problem is, is if you don't spot your fastball in Major League Baseball, they're, they're going to hit it. It doesn't matter how fast it they're is. Gonna, they're going to hit it. And he was even getting help from the home plate umpire, giving them strike calls when they shouldn't have been strike calls. So he even had that going for him at that point. But again, this guy's, you know, he's in his fifth year since being drafted in 2017, but he just made his major league debut this month, right? He made the starting rotation for the Reds. So there's going to be something to this. 
And when you play in a bandbox like American Family Field and you're seeing the ball go over your head time after time after time, that's going to shake some guys, man. It's going to shake you mentally and, um, and and get in your head a little bit and maybe take you out of your groove and out of your game a little bit. So, yeah, the Brewers hammered him. Uh, but they haven't done much since. So 8-5 Brewers. Tim Allen on the air after the last pitch you make the switch like you have for 17 years. The Gene Widener Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show presented to you by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street. Uh, during the break, and we have Rami Makhlouf coming up here in about 10 minutes or so. During the break, I had an email from the Milwaukee Bucks. I did, I did, I did. What's uh, going on with them? I will tell you, I don't understand the point of this email, but I'll read it for you. <laughs> Medical update on Chris Middleton. Okay? So, it's again, once I see this in my email, I'm thinking, oh, maybe gonna Middleton's going to play, yeah. gonna play yeah. Saturday. This would be good news. The email states this from the Bucks Media Relations team. Milwaukee Bucks forward Chris Middleton continues to make steady progress on his left knee injury rehabilitation, and additional updates will be provided as appropriate. Can you repeat that? Uh, yeah, he's making uh, progress. Progress, okay. That, that was pretty much the gist of the email. Steady progress on his left knee injury rehabilitation, and additional updates will be provided as appropriate. He's going to play. You think that's what it is? I think that's what it is. You think yep. they're setting it up to announce a miraculous recovery? My prayer is answered. Nobody asked for that prayer. <laughs> Nobody. I opened I it up for play. sports prayers. Not one of y'all tweeted or called about, oh, I want Chris Middleton to play. Chris Middleton didn't get one sports prayer. So you I, think this I is think setting that, it up? Yeah. I think it's going to be a last minute. Chris Middleton's ready to go Saturday. You'll see it at like 145. So a lot of people will... Now, see, listen here. Uh, y'all aren't watching the Brewer game. They uh, have they pulled an infield uh, right now for the Reds against the Brewers. Brewers got second and third. Keston here is up uh, with them up 8-5. Real quick, because I get sidetracked all the time. So you know how they're going to change the shift rule after this year, right? Yeah, that's legal, what okay. they're doing right now. So that's just a pull an infield. They can do that. Yep. But if they wanted to pull an infielder and move him over to one side or the other, uh, to have three infielders on one side, you can. The r- new rule is just going to state they can't be on the outfield grass. Correct. So you can still have three infielders uh, on one side of the diamond. They just all have to be on the infield dirt. I think some people think they're getting rid of it completely. They're really not. But they're going to make it harder so you know if that guy hits that ground ball hard to the right side that the infielder can't be in shallow right uh, to field the ball. Anyways, this whole thing with Chris Middleton. Uh, a lot of people... Uh, think that they rushed Giannis back last year um, and that maybe he shouldn't have come back as soon as he did. Um, but Giannis wanted to come back, and they weren't going to hold him from coming back, and he wanted to win the NBA championship. And even though maybe he wasn't ready, he forced his way onto the floor. Do we think maybe Middleton is going to try and do the same thing here because this series is tied at one? Like, for me, this is what I think. I think if they win Saturday, he's not playing Monday. But if they lose Saturday... Then he plays Monday. Maybe. Maybe. It just seems odd to me that you would send an email just to tell me that his rehab is going well. So you don't like, think he's normally, coming back? Normally, I would think the email would come with, he's had a setback and will miss the remainder of the postseason. Or rehabilitation is going really well. Uh, he'll be evaluated one more time Saturday morning, uh, and we'll see, find out if he'll be able to play or not. Right? Give me something concrete. But instead, you send out this vague email just simply saying he's getting better. Well, that's good. I mean, that's great. But as a fan, I want to know if Milton's playing or not, man. Don't send me a vague email that says Chris Milton's making steady progress in his rehabilitation. 
and we'll give you updates as needed. He's playing Saturday. You didn't have to send that email. He's playing Saturday. You're convinced he's playing now on Saturday. I am convinced. You're convinced the email is setting up for him to play Saturday. Yep. They wouldn't send that. There's a reason they send that out. Again, you worked with a team. I've never worked for a team, so you you have a better probably insight to this than I do. For me, if they win Saturday, I'm not playing him Monday. If if he can play. That's where I'm at. But if they lose Saturday and if he thinks he can play, maybe. Maybe I listen to it. Maybe I, I go out there. The problem is, when you're talking about an MCL, and Gary Ellerson the other day was talking about it, he ended up having to have his knee completely replaced because it deteriorated. The MCL deteriorated. Understand what I'm saying? It went away. So, from from that standpoint, just because he's able to play does not mean he's going to be the same Chris Middleton. And then you're going to run into the whole, oh, man, he looks awful. Why is he even out there? Get him off the floor. He's horrible. He's missed six straight shots. What are we doing? But, again, it's like it's not like baseball. If somebody gets hurt in baseball, normally you can go get a rehab assignment, right? You can go play a game or two down in the minor leagues, come up, and away you go. In the NBA playoffs or MLB playoffs, you don't get that chance. In both of those situations, you got to play right away. And then you're going to have to shake the rust off during the course of the series in which you're playing. Let's talk about one other thing. You are in a knockdown, drag out fight with this Boston team right now. I mean, it's as physical as it's going to be, right? And now you're going to put him out there with an MCL? He better be 110% healthy if you're putting him back out there. Because this is a really physical series. And then on top of that, when you win this series, you got to go face Miami, which is also going to be a really physical series. So that's why I say you better be right. Because if something happens to Middleton worse with that MCL and it costs him next year, Bucks fans are going to lose their mind. They're going to lose their mind, I promise you. I mean, is it worth it, Bottomago, to possibly injure him more by putting him out there just to try and finish this thing off? To injure him more? No. No. I, as long as he says he's good and you trust him, which I think they do. I think they do. I hate that. Can I just say that? I hate hearing, it's up to the player. No, man. You're the doctor. You're the trainer. No, it's up to you. It's not up to him. He's always not 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 all cases. Because we've learned our lesson with some players in the NBA. But in most cases, the player's gonna go, then I wanna play. If you're saying I got some pain, but I'll play through it. it I got a chance to win a ring. I'm gonna play. That's what happens if we do what you say, which is, hey dude, you feel good? Good enough. I'm ready. All well, right, if, man. If go. If the doctors see if they look at the MRI or X-ray, whatever, you know, I don't know what a sprained. What does he have? Sprained MCL. MCL? I don't know what that looks like. Nor know? do I. But if the doctor gotta, says, "Oh yeah, it looks fine," they you know, how to, do you feel? Fine, but they have to make the call. It's not sure. him. Sure, it's, it's not them going. Yeah, maybe. And he goes, "Dude, I'm playing." All right, man. You want to play? Go ahead. It's just the doctor has. If the, the team doctor says it looks good, how do you feel? Right. If as long as he says it's fine. All right. Up next, uh, he is here. The traveling man in the month of May. Make sure to tune in now because he's only here a few days in the month of May because he's traveling all over the damn country. Uh, Rami Makhlouf, the traveling man, up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals.
Get your playoff tickets now. John Greenberg will be on the show tomorrow, Admiral's president. Friday, Saturday, playoff games. Manitoba Moose tickets as cheap as $8. You may have heard John earlier today get limited time on Bart Show because Robbie wouldn't shut up. I mean, it was amazing. You just went, da 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 Poor John's sitting there on hold. He literally just conferenced you both together so he could get on and get him on the air. Yeah, that was my bad. That was your bad. Yeah, that, I that was right. your bad. Yeah. Hold. I thought. Yeah, it's your bad. I, I thought Bart was going to take a break. And yeah, then, no, and then get John on. No. Uh, so there's Rami Magaloff. I apologize, and I said go Admirals. The Big Selfish is here. The Rami Show uh, coming up here at three o'clock. Uh, I'm not sure how long it'll go. It all depend how long the Brewers game goes, and then Tim Allen uh, will be on the Gene Wagner uh, Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. Uh, presented to you by Jim Dandies here on the fan. God, this Reds team is so bad. That's Aren't why they, they have three wins. Three uh, wins. Yeah. So, Rami. Oh my God. Uh, I need you to use your brain oh, and answer always, this question. That's all it's risky. Because this is myself. this is your area of expertise. Mm-hmm. This was on the Big Show today, hour two. Yeah. After the Dave Chappelle incident, yes. Do you think sports teams need to take further steps to protect their athletes? Um. I don't know. It does seem like the whole basketball. World, it does seem like the whole world is going crazy. I, I don't know. I agree. You got people gluing themselves to basketball courts. Minnesota. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind a little more protection in the public forum. Dude, when, think about something. Think about how close an NBA player is to side mm-hmm. out inbound passes to the player, the person in the front row sitting right behind that person. Mm-hmm. Inches. Yeah. I mean, I, you can literally reach out and touch the dude as he's in front of you as going to make that pass inbound. Right. Literally right there. Like, I'm surprised. Seriously. I mean, this is going to sound weird because I'm juvenile. But I'm surprised somebody hasn't pants one of these dudes while they're going inbound and ball just whoop, pull the shorts right down. You ever thought about that? You thought about that? I have. It's like, why hasn't that happened? Like, I feel like somebody should have done it by this point. <laughs> Somebody should have. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you've got all these people running out the court and everything else. Like, that would be hilarious. I don't know what would happen to the person. Like, what do you get charged with? Panting for somebody. $50? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm just saying. I'm not sure. Right. But we were talking about this earlier on the show. Like, What I, is the charge for panting? I don't know. That's a good question. But I, I really am um, concerned about, you know, baseball, basketball, college sports as well. Football, not as much. But like I was telling Leroy, I go, Leroy, if somebody hops out of the stands and we're like, come run up behind somebody on a bench and like start choking them, choking them out, nobody may be paying attention if everybody's kind of watching the game. I mean, the, that, guys, the guys around them are going to see what's going on. If there's guys around them. Right. But I mean, certain parts of the game, everybody's kind of on the sidelines in a big, big part of the game or whatever. I don't know. I, that, that, that Chappelle thing, first of all, how do you get in with a fake gun? Then you have a knife blade on top of it with you. It's a gun that opens you, up into a knife. Yes. Then you hop up onto the stage and get like a running start like you're going to tackle the dude. all the way across the stage. And then lowered his shoulder yeah. like he was going to tackle him that way. Yeah. And Chappelle just sidestepped him. And then like 30 dudes came out of nowhere from the side stage, yeah. chased him around the back st- the backdrop, uh, and then beat the crap out of him. But I, I just – it could have been way worse. It could have been way worse. Did you see the pictures of that dude afterwards? No, I After see the, the I got? saw the video of the beating. Oh my I didn't god, yeah, he he, uh, he did not look good. That's good. Not look good. He deserved every bit of it. I mean, I don't feel bad for the dude. No, me neither. Not at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. But how do you get that in? I like, don't know. That's Hollywood Bowl. That should have metal detectors and everything I else. I know. I don't know. That's that was wild. And I I I, I wouldn't mind 
a little I don't I don't think it's something where like this is going to be this is going to be happening happening like rampantly all over the place but I wouldn't mind a little more. You had Will Safety. Smith. Yeah. Now this dude. I mean Will Smith I understand why security didn't stop Will Smith. Who thinks Will How Smith- did Will Smith get to stay in in there? Now, after afterwards, you're right. But I mean to, who who would have thought Will Smith was walking up to Chris Rock to smack him? If I'm security, Nobody. I'm not thinking that. Nobody you know at all. But I mean? after he did somebody yeah, should have grabbed him. Yeah, but I I told you why. And they did happened. it because he won an award and they didn't they wanted him there. Also, I mean, it's good TV. Stupid. Anyways, so you have those two. Mm-hmm. And then you've had Kyrie in Boston. You had Luca in Phoenix last night at halftime. I mean, you seriously have more and more things happening day to day in the entertainment world that's ending up on viral videos flying all over the internet. Now, back in the day, the viral videos weren't the thing. Back in the day, it's like, hey, dude, I'm going to run out onto the field, right? Make sure you get a picture of me before they tackle me. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. I'm drunk and stupid. Fine. Now it's everybody is making videos of everything that's going on. Yeah. Literally everything. Gary Ellerson sent me a video. Sent me a video off of Facebook during the show of some little kid. Yeah. Still doing that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> some little kid. Hold on a second. Where is it? Here it is. Look at this. Watch this. I turn my my volume down here so you don't hear anything. Watch this here. I'm going to play this video for okay. you. Ready? It's a yeah. little kid. Baseball game type right. deal. Yeah. Watch this little kid here. I'm watching. Watch. I'm watching. Tell everybody what you see. <laughs> Kid's peeing on home plate. Kid literally pulled his pants out and started peeing on home plate in front of everybody to see. There were people around this field all over the place. They're peeing all over the place. That poor child will have that haunting him for the rest of his life. Maybe he wasn't happy with the strike zone. If, yeah. <laughs> Could have been at the Brewers game today with some of the strike zone calls they've had. But think about it. You, you, can you imagine if that video was out there of you all these years later? Could you imagine? I would, I'd laugh at all. Oh my God. That's horrible. All right. So what do you got coming up on the show? I can't believe I never thought of that and all the arguments I had with umpires. I never thought of peeing on the plate. (laughs) Just drop and trial and let it out. This is what I think of your strike zone. He wouldn't have seen that one coming. No, he wouldn't have. All right, we got it at 3 o'clock. Coming up on the show today, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. We got into this conversation a little bit yesterday. Saturday, a must win? Must win for the Bucks. It kind of feels like it. You think so? It kind of feels like it. It's over if they don't win it. I think it's going to be... See, that's why I I don't know if I'd say over, but I think it's going to be very difficult to win the series if you lose the first game at home. Okay. Uh, And to me, it's not even... To me, it's just about will Giannis explode and go off. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, that's going to be a red flag. Like if Boston holds him in check and he doesn't shoot the ball well and doesn't score well, and he comes out of that game with twenty-five points and shoots thirty-five percent from the field, that's going to be a problem. Like that's going to be a serious talking point on Monday before Game Four, because this is the game where he comes out, shuts everybody up about how Boston's got him under control, mm-hmm. and we move forward. That's what I'm expecting. If I don't get that, I'm going to be concerned. Yes. Okay, so we'll talk about that. How do they win Game 3 on Saturday at Fiserv Forum? Also, Lisa Byington of uh, Valley Sports Wisconsin will be here at 345 to talk some bucks 
and Celtics. And uh, it's sort of a fluid schedule today based on when this Brewers game ends. Obviously, we'll get draft right mockery. Right now, it's in. looking like it'll be done about 4 o'clock. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking as yeah. well. So, but we'll get draft mockery in at some point and, uh, you know, some other stuff. Take a look around the rest of the NBA playoffs. I got some other stuff. Christian Yelich, home run today, double. Christian Yelich had his head. man, but it's- Christian, hold on. Christian Yelich did his thing against the Cubs. So is this Christian Yelich turning it around, or is this, ah, but it's the Cubs and Reds? I mean, right now it's the Cubs and Reds. Now, if he does it against Atlanta. I'm, then I start to maybe raise an eyebrow. Right? Yeah. I'm kind of at the same point as you. I, I need a couple months. June 1st is what I said. I need a couple months of good Christian Yelich. June 1st. Yeah. We're, let's see where he is June 1st, and we'll go from there. I'll say this. I like the lineup, and I know he ain't going to stay with it, but Urias leading off and Yelich in the two in front of Adamas, and then there's Rowdy Tellens behind him. Now, again, then then you can, instead of catching Hira in the lineup, you stick in McCutcheon behind Rowdy Tellez, and Colton Wong goes down maybe to be your nine hitter to give you that other leadoff hitter. Do you think he sticks with Rowdy as the totally. everyday first baseman? He better. He better. We looked up at the splits, and apparently they've already done a post-game show. You realize his numbers are better against lefties than yeah, righties? Sam pointed that out to me. On good the, God. Show. All right. Rami's show coming up next. Have a good one, and then you're off until when? Next month? I'll be back next Wednesday. For how long? Next Wednesday. For three days. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then you're gone again? And then the following week, i doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like I said, you better enjoy him while he's here, because he's not coming here very much in the month of May. Just saying. Enjoy your Rami. It's so weird. Enjoy. It's a weird, it's a weird way to put it. Enjoy your Rami. Next, three to six. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hyundai. 